We are in Amos chapter 5. Amos chapter 5. And we'll just read verse 10 by way of introduction. Uh, they hate him that rebuketh in the gate, and they abhor him that speaketh uprightly. Uh, Amos chapter 5 and verse 10. Dear God, I thank you uh, for your blessings and goodness to us. And, and Lord, I thank you for Jesus Christ, who, who is our life and our Savior, and the reason that we serve, the reason that we live. And Father, you've given us such hope and uh, 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 what, uh, what more could we give than just our lives and, uh, for all you've done? We, we thank you, God. We praise you. Lord, I ask for the filling of your spirit, ministering your word to your church tonight. And uh, Father, I uh, need that. And I pray you'd help me with that. I pray for my dear wife in, in the nursery, filled with your spirit, watching the children, dear God. And, and Father, I thank you for the good services this morning, for this Mother's Day when we can appreciate uh, the value of mothers and the, uh, the calling uh, that you have given them and strength that they can gather from you for that, that we might receive revival in our homes and, uh, and God, that we might uh, all be a part of it in our place and our callings in this, this Christian walk, dear God. And uh, Now tonight as we uh, look at some more of what Amos is saying to backslidden Israel I pray that you would teach us by your word and by your spirit and, and help us to draw close uh, to you father and and uh, and and make us please more into the image of Jesus Christ God that you would uh, be glorified and uh, and that we would be edified uh, that's our prayer father we pray and ask these things in Jesus name amen amen you may be seated <clears throat> All right, so we're just going to pick it up uh, uh, from from last week, going through the book of uh, of Amos. We looked at the end of uh, chapter four uh, last week, and uh, we saw that Israel had refused to repent. God often uh, wanted them to come back, and uh, but their covetous, their idolatry, they wouldn't turn from it. Uh, yet they turned not to Him. He said time and again. And uh, despite all his pleadings uh, to them. And so finally, we, we read that phrase in, in chapter 4 there prepare to meet thy God. Uh, God is going to bring judgment when it's needed, just like a good parent will bring chastisement when it's needed uh, to the children for their own good and, uh, and for God's glory. And uh, we can be thankful uh, for that. So God tells them, prepare to meet thy God. Uh, judgment is coming. It'll be by way of the Assyrian invasion upon the northern king invasion upon the northern kingdom of Israel. So he's coming. The judgment, uh, whether you be found in repentance, uh, whether you be found in rebellion, whether you be found in lackadaisical unbelief toward God, that judgment is coming. God will deal with with you accordingly, individually, when that judgment comes. Uh, but prepare to meet thy God. He's, he's going, to, going to bring that, 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 that judgment to that invasion. Um, uh, he said in, in, in verse 4 of chapter 5, he said, For thus saith the Lord unto the house of Israel, Seek me, and ye shall live. Seek the Lord, and ye shall live. Lest he break out like fire in the house of Joseph and devour it. 
and there be none to quench it in, in Bethel. So that judgment is coming. He's still warning. It seems there's, there's still uh, the possibility of turning back uh, if they would repent. Uh, we saw yet that God pities them. He pities them. His pity is toward them as compared to that of a young woman falling in the streets in the midst of the fray, in the midst of a battle, and no one uh, even looking back to help or turning back to help her. And God reminds them of, the, of his power in chapter uh, uh, 4 as well. He made all things. Uh, he cares for the earth. He has created the water cycle. He made the constellations. In uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 14, God said, Let there be lights in the firmament uh, of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And we saw that seven stars, that Pleiades, they would know that to be associated with the season of springtime, the season of life, and things growing and becoming fertile and alive. And uh, we saw that, uh, that, uh, that constellation Orion mentioned there associated in Israel with the wintertime, the dying of things and, and, and the storms and those things, kind of the very thing that God's talking about. Listen, listen to me and live or, or, or rebel and die. You're choosing between life and death. Of course, the chastisement there is that physical death that'll come with that, with that invasion there. So uh, those seems to be rep representative of the very message that God that God is giving them. He, he continues uh, here in verse 10 of chapter uh, 5. Uh, they hate him that rebuketh in the gate. They abhor him that speaketh uprightly. And so the, we know the gate of the city was the place of counsel and government for those who were within the city. Uh, it was uh, supposed to be the place where justice and equity were meted out <laughs> fairly uh, uh, to everyone. Uh, and dealings were to be done justly. However, we see that is not the case in Israel at this time, uh, far from it. Uh, the judges there have been what? In this context, they have given themselves over to covetousness. Uh, they've given themselves, uh, uh, they, they spurn the counsel of the righteous uh, who would rebuke them for their extortion and bribery. Uh, so uh, uh, they're having these meetings uh, at the gate. And by the way, they're meeting to perform their iniquities. <laughs> they're meeting to further their iniquitous plots. Uh, and so... Uh, 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 that's going to affect, we'll see, uh, the, about the righteous showing up there, you know, even bothering even to, to go there. Uh, but they are set on their, uh, on their robbery. They're set on their covetousness. And we see that in verses 11 and 12 following. For as much, therefore, as your treading is upon the poor, and ye take from him burdens of wheat, uh, Ye have built houses of hewn stone. Uh, we talked about the archaeology, you know, discovering the nicer houses built in some parts of the northern kingdom later where the villages were, were not quite so nice. Ye have built houses of hewn stone, uh, but ye shall not dwell in them. Ye have planted uh, pleasant vineyards, but ye shall not drink wine in them. So uh, what is uh, God saying here? Uh, he says, as, as for there... He says, for as much therefore as your treading is upon the poor. Your treading is upon the poor. I thought about that treading, and it's not the, it's not the treading of lesser cattle or the keeping of sheep, as Amos would have well known. Uh, it is not the treading of grapes, as would have been prosperous uh, uh, to, uh, to the husbandman or the farmer. Uh, uh, both of these are different Hebrew words. Theirs is the treading down or trampling 
uh, of the poor in oppression for dishonest gain. That's just what they were doing. Uh, and uh, uh, taking advantage of the poor and all, all that they could. Uh, they, he says, uh, he says uh, and you take from him burdens of wheat. Uh, uh, what's, he, what's he saying about that? They lay upon them burdensome, ta- burdensome taxes, perhaps paid in kind. Perhaps they, they have to pay in wheat or whatever it might be, uh, uh, laying those taxes upon the poor. Uh, perhaps they were lending to the poor in time of scarcity, only to require it again at a later, at, at a later time at a much more lucrative price. And, uh, and uh, they were certainly robbing the poor and trampling upon them, as God, as God put it. Uh, certainly, we need to be fair in our business practices, uh, amen, and, uh, uh, and uh, make sure that we have uh, uh, fair deals and be honest with people. Uh, you know, the buyer and the seller thing the Bible talks about, just an honest deal. We're always looking for a good Bible. Make sure that, that, that the person you're buying from gets a good deal too, okay? Make sure it's a fair deal, all right? That, that, that would be what pleases God. Um, uh, verse 11 continues. He says, you built houses with hewn stone. You've, you should not dwell on them. You have planted pleasant vineyards, but you should not drink wine uh, of them. So God is going to see that their fruit, the fruits of their dishonest gain is now going to fall into the hands of those who are going to tread upon them. Uh, the Assyrians are going to come, and uh, this, uh, this uh, dishonest gain that they've been enjoying, so to speak, uh, and uh, that they've been lavishing themselves in is going to end, uh, and how they themselves are going to be tread upon, and uh, uh, in, in a more literal way, perhaps, uh, than, than even they were doing to the poor when the Assyrian army, when the Assyrian army uh, does come. And this, of course, uh, is according to the prophecy of Moses, uh, which he said when they came into the land, God, Moses prophesied, God prophesying through Moses, some things that would happen to them if they obeyed, some things that would happen to them if they disobeyed. And, and Deuteronomy 28, 30, the end of the verse, Thou shalt build an house, and thou shalt not dwell therein. <laughs> thou shalt plant a vineyard, and shalt not gather the grapes thereof. So if you disobey me... Uh, those, these are some things that are going to happen. Of course, they've been in disobedience a long time. Uh, all the holy, the, 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 what we saw that what places should have been holy were places where now they were to stay away from, apparently because of the iniquity that was going on there. They didn't, have, they didn't hang on to any heritage of spiritual things and such, even for their children. Uh, he goes on there, he says uh, uh, in verse uh, 12, For I know your manifold transgressions, and your mighty sins. Uh, they, af- they afflict the just, they take a bribe, and they turn aside the poor in the gate for their right. There's exactly what he's talking about there. Uh, they are taking advantage uh, 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 of the poor. And uh, uh, in Proverbs 22, 22, rob not the poor because he is poor. Neither oppress the afflicted in the gate. And that's exactly what they were doing, taking, taking, advantage, taking advantage of that. Uh, verse 13. Therefore, the prudent shall keep silence in that time, for it is an evil time. Uh, now, what is being said here? There are some uh, different views on what's being said here. Uh, the words of the wise may be silenced, for fear of reprisal. 
uh, or perhaps because they realized to speak would simply be to no avail. Uh, because it appears at this time, again, they're just meeting to accomplish their evil. <laughs> uh, that, that's what they're going there for. Uh, they had no concern th uh, that justice be done in the city, obviously. And, uh, and so the poor, uh, uh, one commentator says, it's, it's like the poor aren't even, or, or, the, ri or uh, the wise, the prudent, they're not, even, they're not even bothering to show up to the meetings now <laughs> because they'd be rebuked, uh, they might be attacked. Uh, they, they, didn't, they didn't gather there to hear what's right or wrong, the majority of them. They gathered there to see how they're going to make more money uh, and, and take advantage of people. So you know, it might be uh, 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 one of those uh, Matthew, uh, you know, an Old Testament, uh, Matthew 7, 6 case. Uh, uh, Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before a swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. <laughs> that might have been the place where the just had found themselves now it's it's so wicked uh, that they're not even showing up at the gate anymore because who's going to listen there's no there's no Deborah giving counsel at, at this gate uh, no it's quite a quite a different uh, Israel uh, and uh, so uh, uh, in verse 14 he continues seek good and not evil uh, that ye may live there it is that invitation again and so the Lord, the God of hosts, shall be with you as ye have, as ye have spoken. Hate the evil and love the good. Uh, establish judgment in the gate. <laughs> Turn around, do the opposite of what you're doing. Establish judgment in the gate. It may be that the Lord God of hosts will be gracious unto the remnant of Joseph. Uh, uh, now that phrase there which is rather uh, sub subjunctive in a way or having some doubt as to whether it'll come to pass or not it may be that the Lord God of the hosts will be gracious unto the remnant of Joseph uh, there's a couple ways you can look at that uh, in, in accordance with your theology I guess uh, uh, one person writes uh, this, this he, he, he encouraged them to hate the evil love the good uh, he's tell, he, he's, what he's he telling them turn around right now you're doing the opposite <laughs> you're loving the evil and hating the good turn around hate the evil love the good it may be the Lord God of hosts will be gracious unto the remnant of Joseph so one, one says it, that it is not God's response to true repentance that is cast in doubt here it is man's sincerity in repentance that is put into question here can you really hate the evil if you really do hate the evil and love the good, uh, you know, then it'll happen. If 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 you if you give a if you give a, a feigned turning, as Israel and Judah were known to do it sometimes, uh, don't expect anything from God. Some have looked at it. Some have looked at it um, that way. Um, I think another thing to another thing to consider, uh, and uh, just before I move on, there um, that call to turn to seek the good. And not the evil time again. We see that, you know, Psalm ninety-seven ten. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. Uh, if you love some 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 things, you're going to hate some things. If you truly love people, you're going to hate some things. You're going to hate things that are harmful to people, aren't you? And uh, if you truly love the Lord, you're going to hate false doctrine. If you truly love the Lord, you're going to hate the devil. Amen. If you truly love the Lord, you're going to hate you're going to hate sin, aren't you? You're going to hate the, uh, the effects of sin. You're going to want a greater hatred uh, uh, for your own sin in your own life and the things that you struggle with, aren't you? If you truly love the Lord and you're seeking Him. Hate and love run together. 
If you don't have any hate, you don't really have a strong love. Uh, and, uh, and, and they're going to they're they're run together. Uh, uh, Proverbs 8, 13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way, and the froward or the perverse mouth. Do I hate? Uh, the, uh, uh, the Solomon writes there. Uh, Isaiah 1, 16. Wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings from mine eyes. Cease to do evil, learn to do well. I like that. Uh, the end of uh, Isaiah 1, 16, the beginning of verse 17. That's where we're at. Cease uh, to do evil, learn to do well. Uh, so some say it's not uh, whether or not God will uh, forgive, it's whether or not you truly repent. Well, I think in a sense, uh, it may be also whether or not it, God's going to forgive in this sense. Uh, Isaiah 55, 6. Uh, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Uh, call upon him while he is near, okay? Uh, and uh, so uh, it could have this idea as, as the way uh, the, I understand the scriptures. If they don't repent soon, it may be they will cross a line in which God has determined to send the judgment and it will no longer be turned back. Uh, that, that time, that time uh, may come. Now some may think in that case, well, uh, what, what did Jesus say? No man can come to me, what? Except the Father which has sent me draw him. So that would raise the question for more study. You know, good, uh, good Bible study always answers questions and raises questions. Uh, uh, so, so if God is not near, if God is not drawing, can they truly repent? <laughs> That's Old Testament now. Just something to think about. Uh, if God draws line and says, now I'm going to, right now I'm drawing you, right now I'm near, right now I'm calling you. And because he's doing that, what? They can repent. <laughs> It seems like they can turn. But what if he stops calling them? What if he decides, okay, that's it. Now can they truly repent? Well, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> and uh, in that situation, uh, maybe they can. Uh, so so that, that would be, so in that case, he would be saying, but if you, right now, obviously, in verse 14, if you call upon God, he's obviously calling you. But it may be if you wait too long, you have missed your chance. Now God says, okay, enough. I had the door open for a while. Now judgment's coming. And so, uh, and so uh, as far as a nation goes anyway, uh, that repentance is not going to happen and there's going to be, gonna be uh, judgment there. Anyway, there's some room for study there and uh, differences of opinion um, on that. Nothing to be uh, divisive over. Verse 16, Therefore the Lord, the God of hosts, the Lord saith thus, Wailing shall be in all streets, and they shall say in all the highways, Alas, alas, and they shall call the husbandmen to mourning, and such as are skillful of lamentation uh, to, to wailing. Uh, now, uh, so here, now we have a question here. Verse 16 starts with, therefore. And we have learned, when you see therefore in the Bible, what do you say? What's it there for, right? Uh, well, this one is not quite as clear as, as, as many might be. Uh, but it seems to be indicating that uh, uh, God has just said what? Turn and live, hasn't he? He said, uh, hate the evil, love the good. And, uh, 
it, it would seem that, uh, uh, that, that therefore is indicating that God has foreseen from what we read, they're not going to repent. Uh, God's not fooled by anything. You know, he, oh, well, they repented. Well, I'm glad about that. Now, he knows exactly what they're going to do. And uh, by the way, he's not waiting to plan. Uh, uh, he, he knows exactly what they're going to do. And, uh, and so therefore, God goes on, not having forced uh, rebellion on them, uh, having left the door open, but he knows their choice. So therefore, here's what's going to happen. Why? Because he knows what they're going to choose. Uh, they're not going to turn back to him. Uh, so uh, we, can see, we can see it in that way. Uh, and then he goes, therefore, thus... Uh, uh, therefore, thus, therefore, the, therefore, the Lord, the God of hosts, the Lord, the Lord saith thus: Wailing shall be in all streets. It's coming because I already know what you're going to do. Uh, and they shall say in all highways, "Alas, alas!" They shall call the husbandmen to mourning, to mourning. Uh, it's interesting you know, the custom that they have in in some of the Eastern cultures is this is this uh, thing of the uh, 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 of the paid mourners. They would actually have professional mourners. I mean, they'd have some, you know, if, if, you know, if they, they wanted a funeral and, and this is a really beloved uh, 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 brother or, or maybe a king or something. I mean, they want a lot of wailing. They want, they want it to seem like a really sad situation. They'd hire people who are professional mourners. I mean, just play a little mandolin or something, you know, and you, you can get them to just, you know, just cry, you know, bowls full of tears. You know, they're professional mourners. They'd hire them to come out to funerals and stuff like that. And uh, so he says, uh, um, <clears throat> Uh, he says, uh, wailing in all streets. He says, he says uh, they shall call the husbandmen to mourning, and such as are skillful. So there's going to be so much wailing, so much mourning, uh, there won't be enough mourners for hire available. We're going to have to call in the farmers, too. We're going to have, to, we're going to have, to pay, pay, you know, have some farmers come in and do some wailing, too. And uh, uh, there's going to be so much sorrow uh, in, 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 in all that to, in, to meet the demand for the judgment that God's going to bring, that God's going to bring upon them. Wailing and judgment. Uh, verse 17, he goes on. And then all vineyards shall be wailing, for I will pass through thee, saith the Lord. Uh, all vineyards. Uh, the vineyards, uh, especially when they had the time of the treading of the grapes, they'd become a, a time. It'd become a time of festivals. They would have gatherings at the treading of the grapes. They they would shout and sing songs. It was it was a time of joy, and uh, uh, and uh, and celebration. Uh, Isaiah reflects this in Isaiah sixteen ten. God's also is talking about judging there, and he says uh, he says and gladness is taken away. And joy out of the plentiful field, and in the vineyards there shall be no singing, neither shall there be shouting. The treaders shall tread out no wine in their presses. I have made their vintage shouting to cease. And so it was a time of joy. God says, even in the vineyards is going to be wailing, and, and uh, be, why? Because you're not going to partake of that of that which you're treading. The Syrians are coming, uh, and, and it's going to go to somebody else. And so there's going to be great wailing at this judgment that God is bringing. Verse 18, he says, Woe unto you that desire the day uh, of the Lord. Now they knew uh, that, uh, that God, that Messiah was going to come. Uh, they knew that uh, Israel was going to have a prominence again. Uh, the scepter would not depart you know, from, from Judah and such. But they didn't have all the detailed prophecies, obviously of, obviously of Daniel uh, and others. Uh, but they had enough uh, uh, 
I, I acknowledged from the prophets that Messiah was going to come and Israel was going to be prominent once again in, in, in the world kingdoms. So what did they look for? They were looking for a Messiah to come what? And conquer the... Put, put them back in first place. Deliver them from their woes, you know, and have those, those joys that were talked about that even Joel and, and such, you know, had, had, uh, had, had prophesied. But he says, Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. And uh, uh, that day of the Lord continues throughout the prophets. Uh, and uh, and uh, so they were looking for that day of, of their deliverance. Uh, but uh, what they need to realize is that the Jews looked for the day the Lord would come uh, uh, because he's, he, the nations, would be conquered, and Israel would once again be foremost in the government of, of, of civilization. Uh, matter of fact, in Amos 9.14, uh, Amos will say, I, uh, God, God says, I will bring again the captivity of my people of Israel. They shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink the wine thereof. They shall also make gardens and eat the fruit of them. Just the opposite of what Amos had just said is coming with the judgment had been known that was on their way to them in future blessings, but not now. There's judgment. We think about that the day of the Lord. And Isaiah later would prophesy of that. He said, they shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. Opposite of judgment. They shall, uh, they shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. Whereas the days of a tree are the days of my people. Mine elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. Goodness, they're looking for. But God has pronounced, he's pronounced the opposite. He has pronounced judgment. Uh, he says, uh, well, one do you desire the day of the Lord? To what end is it to you? Well, to what end is, is it for you? What, if Jesus did come back, this Messiah did come to set up his kingdom, what would that mean for you right now in your rebellious state? Uh, think about that. That's interesting. And he goes on to say, as if a man did flee from a lion and a bear met him or went into the house and leaned his hand on the wall, and a serpent bit him. Shall not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light? Even very dark, and no brightness in it. <laughs> you see, uh, because the fact is, when the Lord comes to set up his kingdom, what is he going to do? Yes, he is going to destroy the worldly powers and set up his kingdom, but what else is he going to do? He's going to purge the rebels out of Israel, isn't he? <laughs> He's going to purge the unbelievers out of Israel, by the way, which whom they qualify as. What would you be looking forward to, by the way? Uh, you're rejecting me. Uh, they would likely be among the, those, if God came with that, that God would purge out. Uh, you'd have nothing to look forward to but judgment in that, unless you turn, you know, turn and you know, believe in the Messiah. Uh, Ezekiel 20, 37 uh, tells us about God's purging of Israel during that, that, that tribulation period. He says, I will, he says, I will cause you to pass under the rod. I will bring you into the bond of the covenant, going into the millennium there. I will purge out from you among the rebels. That's before you go into the millennium. And, and them that transgress against me. Uh, I will bring them forth out of the country where they sojourn. They shall not enter into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. Zechariah tells us a little bit more specifically. Uh, he says in Zechariah 13, 8, uh, he says, It shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Lord, 
Two parts therein shall be cut off and die, but a third shall be left therein. And I will bring the third part through the fire and will refine them as silver is refined and will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name. I will hear them. I will say, it is my people. And they shall say, the Lord is my God. So it seems like that a third of Israel is going to believe and those are the ones that are going to be purged and going to the millennium. The other two thirds during that period are going to, are going to, be, are going to be judged. So like God's saying, so... Uh, what bright, what, what light are you looking for? You're rebelling against, you're, you're idol worshiping. You obviously would be among those, uh, those that would be judged. If the Lord came at this time and set up his kingdom, they'd be like that two-thirds that get cut off probably. They'd merely be delivered from the Antichrist persecution upon them into the judgment of God. Out of the frying pan, what's the saying? Into the fire. <laughs> and, uh, and God gives an illustration uh, to, to indicate that. As if a man did free from a lion and a bear met him. You say, well, <laughs> what does that mean, preacher? Uh, uh, I, I don't think either one's worse than the other. Uh, no one really is. As a matter of fact, if you got caught by a lion, he will, do you the, he will do the honor of killing you first. He will strangle you and kill you, and then he will eat you. If you get caught by a bear, he hasn't perfected that technique yet, nor does he care about it. He will just start eating your leg or wherever he gets you, and he will eat you alive. And, uh, and you will have to bleed to death or whatever uh, until he's done or until he gives up. So you, if you want to be killed by a bear or a lion, you want to pick the lion. Because the lion will end it quick, more quickly for you, okay? Uh, would not be a good thing uh, uh, you know, to be running from a lion and run to a bear, okay? Uh, you might as well run back toward the lion. <laughs> and... Uh, 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 and uh, that would be less, be, be over more quickly. Or the other option, he says, or if he went into a house, okay, not a bear this time, you're running from the lion, but or you go into the house and leaned his hand on the wall and a serpent bit him. This is, uh, this is uh, kind of interesting. There are at least four or five different kinds of vipers and such in, in the land of Israel. And, and, uh, and uh, uh, different kinds of death can be... Uh, can be uh, 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 experienced from, from, from their venom. Remember when, uh, when Paul was, uh, <clears throat> uh, not in Israel, of course, but when Paul was, uh, was uh, they shipwrecked on that island and they got off the boat there and Paul was helping to build a fire and remember what happened uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Acts 28, the Bible says, uh, and by the way, these people had done some study on serpents. Okay, uh, they were, they were, they were, they were uh, naturally they were they, they were curious about serpents, and they they had they had divided serpents into at least two classes, as far as they knew. And we'll see that in Acts 28:3, when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. The ship has wrecked. Okay, Paul's trying to help in the rain and get a fire started and such. And, and when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, uh, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Now here's where we see the study that they had done. Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. <laughs> and, but after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds that he was a god. So they'd done some study. 
You know, they had one of their friends that were out hunting, you know, and he got bit by a serpent, and boom, he dropped down just, just as dead as dead could be, just that quick. And his friend said, oh, that's one of those drop-dead serpents, and I want to watch out for those. And, and they had another, tri- another, another friend that were out one day, and a serpent bit him, and he swelled up, and he suffered, and, and he was in anguish, and oh, my goodness, he wished he'd have dropped dead. And they said, oh, that's, that's one of those swell, swelled-up serpents. Uh, uh, we, we, don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't like those either. Matter of fact, I think the first one's better. I think when we compare the kind of what God is saying here, I think the kind of serpent God was talking about was one of those swelled up kind of serpents. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't one of, the, one, one of those ones that was going to kill you quick. And I was thinking about that, you know, running from a lion, running into a house and getting bit, bit surprised and bit by a serpent. What do you do? Run back out the door and get eaten by the lion. You know? and, uh, but uh, there's just a whole lot of things that could happen there. Uh, but uh, but uh, either way, either way, uh, uh, Good things they did not have to look forward to should the Lord appear uh, in the situation they were in <laughs> because he'd bring some judging upon them. Uh, they'd be better off you know, dealing with just earthly sorrows and such, uh, yeah, even, even with, with, with an earthly army, than God come and have to deal with them with, in the way that, uh, uh, that he will deal, obviously, with the armies of the earth and such when he, when, when, when he returns. And so God is trying to bring them back, working hard uh, to bring them, to, bring them uh, to repentance. He already knows. Uh, you know, if that were you and me, the mystery of God and his will and how he's in control of everything and yet gives us a free will... We'll never put all those pieces of that puzzle together. But I'm thankful that God is God and we're not. You know, because if I knew ultimately somebody wasn't going to listen to a word I said, I probably wouldn't spend that much time on it. How about you? Uh, we probably wouldn't, uh, uh, you know, go year after year, sometimes decades after decades, you know, working on people, and then they turn from God anyway. But you know what? God still works on them, doesn't he? God, though he knows, many times is so merciful, he works like he doesn't know. Doesn't he? He works like he doesn't know. But he does. He knows exactly. And uh, we wouldn't probably be so merciful. And I'm thankful. By the way, uh, that's, why, that's why he's God. Amen. Uh, he is love. He is pure. He's holy. Uh, but he will work his things out. Um, in his time so so Amos is pleading to bring his people back to him and that's what we need to do by example amen keep on pleading uh, to bring people to Christ to bring God's people to a a closer walk uh, because God will judge Uh, we know that God chastens us now we don't know we look at somebody else's life something happens you don't know if that's a chastening or neither do I uh, there's only there's only the ones that can know is that person and God. Okay, that's between them. But we do know that chastening chastenings come. Amen. And so we give each other the benefit of the doubt. We pray we pray for them, and and, uh, and we try to look out. Uh, by the way, there's a good place to look out for number one. Okay, look, look out for your sins. Look out for yourself as the number one who who needs to to be right with God. If you want if you want to you know put a kind of flip on that number one thing, not just looking for, you know, uh, earthly things or taking care of yourself, but wanting to walk with God and reach out to those that are around us and be used of God. 
and, uh, and, uh, and, and to keep a short list, I think was mentioned this morning in confessing our sins and, and, and being right with the Lord so that we can curb what? Uh, our, our chastisements <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, our, and our, our punishments that may be coming our way. And yes, and, and, and be filled with the Spirit. You know, and be able to, to speak of God's love, God's grace, His holiness, and, and, and have God's Spirit use us uh, in reaching out to others. Give us opportunities, amen, to speak uh, and, to, and to others about the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for your goodness to us, God. And Father, we have all these prophets and, and disciples and such, and these people that have written under the inspiration of your Spirit. You've spoken through them, and not only that, but given it to us in writing, Lord. And I thank you and I praise you. And, and Father, we all know uh, it, it's self-evident that this is a living word. Father, I, 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 I look around in my heart at these people in here. And, we, and Father, we're people that have read your word. And we have felt the life-changing power of your word, the life-giving power. And God, I thank you and I praise you for that. And, and we want to love uh, your word more. And, uh, and I pray you'd help us to do that, God. Uh, we want to hate our own sins more. And I pray that you'd help us to do that as well, uh, dear God. And Lord, uh, you are going to come suddenly. And uh, we know that we, the day of the Lord, uh, uh, as, as the Hebrew day begins in the evening, it begins with the darkness. So does the day of the Lord. It begins with that tribulation period, that darkness, and then goes on. Uh, to the glory of the day and that into that into the into that millennium and father we know that we'll not be uh experience that darkness uh, that 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 beginning there we'll be with you and then return with you uh to be in the millennium and god we thank you we praise you for that uh, help us to also for that reason be witnesses because we know that uh others who are saved as well will be delivered from the terrible times, from though they're just, though they're righteous, from the terrible judgments, they're awesome, that will take place upon the earth. And, uh, and Father, anyone that, that gets saved will, will be delivered from that as well. We thank you, and we praise you for that. Lord, I thank you for the good services today. I thank you for all the, the people that came in. I thank you for all those who've been with us here online today. And, Lord, I pray that, that, that you would, a change in our heart would, would, would have taken place. God, that we'd carry something into the week that would, wanna, would compel us to, be, to, read, to read your word, to walk more closely with you, to be praying and considering how we can be a witness for you at home and at work, uh, Father, during the week, to be looking for opportunities and praying for opportunities to, uh, to, to witness, to say the kind word, to do the kind deed, uh, to point people to Christ in whatever way Father, you might, you might enable us this week. Lord, please help us in that. And Father, we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.